Hey guys, gals, and everybody in between, this is Jerry and Jacob, and we are two unrelated brothers. And uh, yeah, back again, man, back again. I'm happy to be back. Uh, how've you been, man? I've been good. I feel like it, I mean, it, it has been forever since we talked, I guess, verbally. We've been texting, but yeah, man, it, it's been I feel like it's been a month since we, we've recorded. Yeah, it's uh. Well, I mean, pretty much has. Oh, God, I guess uh, so, huh? Yeah, because, yeah, because we come up with an episode every two weeks. Yeah, so it's just an unfortunate timing of uh, the whole situation. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I It was interesting watch, or listening to the episode as like a <laughs> 100% like a listener, like not being involved at all. You yeah, know, I was gonna say, how 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 was that? I know Alyssa was super, uh, you know, nervous, obviously, because she's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna be a good co-host," and it's like, "That's fine," because if you just listen to me, I need I just need someone to bounce off of, because I cannot do this myself. Right. Yeah. No, it was. Um, she did. I feel like she did a really good job. Um, of course, she was, I guess, quieter than I would have been, but that's probably because she did not play the game. She doesn't know yeah. the history of the game. You know, this is something that I remember playing the demo back in like 2010. Um, mm-hmm. for this game and like being like, you know, the little teenage me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to play this thinking it was so <laughs> hilarious. Like, you know, starting off pissing and you can grab, uh, turds from the toilet and everything. Like, right. you know, just a little goofy shit like that. And so coming full circle and playing it now, like 11 years later, um, I was, it was disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those games, like, well, before we, before we jump into the main topic, we're going to go through the a couple of quick things. Uh, I guess the first thing, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other places where you can find your podcasts. We are on Instagram under Two Unrelated Brothers. We now have a Twitter. Uh, we are the Two Unrelated Brothers Gaming Podcast at Two Unrelated Bros. I'm still trying to get to work on that. Uh, um, I'm in charge, I guess. I'm the social media guy. Twitter is something I'm entirely new to, so I'm I'm trying to figure out that game. Yeah, it's, it, it's a whole different ballgame. It's, uh, it's it's not as easy to shit post like you know <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, and I do want to say thank you because you've really uh, you've kept our social media alive, especially now that I'm going to like two different schools at once and then working oh, you know full time job. It's it's um you've really been keeping this this thing alive as uh, from a social media standpoint. I think uh, like you know we talked about privately. Our next step is to maybe get some shorts up. Um, I'm going to try to annotate some times that uh, maybe you're kind of funny and I can maybe edit those parts out and, uh, you know, like make a little short or just something, you know, because I feel like we're kind of stagnant in some areas on our social medias. You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, we always want to try to freshen up, uh, you know, this this, uh, podcast, too. We just don't want it to be like, I mean, it's obviously you guys talking. That is what a podcast is. But, you know, we want to. Give it a little more, uh, just change up the pace once in a while. I feel like we did that, you know, recently with giving ourselves the intro um, and the outro. I think we're a lot more organized with our things. But, you know, like now it's like, oh, you hit another wall. So what's something else we could do to, you know, like, you know, keep us fresh. And not only that, but like make us stand out more because, you know, there's like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people doing this, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and you can find a podcast about any little thing. I found out my uh, girlfriend's co-worker's husband has like a huge hunting podcast, like a big fucking podcast with like sponsors and everything where they talk about hunting. Oh, that's um, awesome. 
Yeah, so you could truly, I mean, uh, make a podcast about anything. I know, like, there's these uh, teachers that they have a podcast. It's like a group of like three female teachers or something. They just mm-hmm. tell stories. Um, that, that one seemed pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, so it's just it's crazy. I just feel like we got to do something to freshen, it, you know, freshen it up and everything. Yeah, like um, I said, this, well, we're still having fun and all that. But even like between this, it's like ah, we got to do something a little different, you know? Well, because I think it's in both of our personalities to. Mm-hmm try to do something and get better at it. Um, especially if we're, you know, spending our time and it's something enjoyable. Right. I mean, cause we're definitely talking to each other and we love talking to each other and um, talking about video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why not just do it better if we can, you know, yeah, I mean? have a little more fun with it, experiment a bit, you know, try to do stuff like for, you know, you guys listening. Um, but also for ourselves. Cause I feel like if we, you know, I think you could probably tell like, oh, wow, these guys are talking a lot more about this. Like they've done the research on this or like they're enjoying this more, you know? Yeah, I have to say my favorite episode that we've done so far is the controversial games because I really did a lot of research on that because I found it so mm-hmm. interesting Um, just because there's a lot of topics that can be touched, I guess, in cinema or in other forms of media that video games are just it's kind of iffy. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, where else are you going to, like, find something where, like, I didn't want to talk about them in the game just because, like, ugh, I don't want to touch those things again with, like, a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, I'm... You I'm can lo- get away with a lot more stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go into a little bit. Uh, so I, I just missed the podcast. Uh, I was going, I was taking my dad out to go eat. And the whole time, man, he, he could not uh, stop going to the bathroom. Like, he would go drink a tea, and he'd get halfway through, and he'd have to go to the restroom. He was just complaining, like, you know, I need to, I'm always going to the restroom. I'm always tired. I got dry mouth. I can't drink enough. And that, like, me being a type 1 diabetic uh, diagnosed way later in life, I was like, oh, shit, you're like in later <laughs> stages. Like, you need to go to the hospital. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so we went to the hospital kind of early. I was thinking, okay, if, if Jacob can stay up like until 11, we could do this. And um, so we went to an ER. The ER said they couldn't do it. <laughs> and then we went to a hospital and, um, so that wait, of course, in the ER for the hospital was like a, tr- a tremendous amount of time. But they were slowly getting things rolling. So when they finally right. took his blood sugar, it was like 860, which uh, a normal blood sugar for like a normal non-diabetic person is like 80 and maybe like 110, <laughs> 115 after eating. So his his blood is like acidic. Luckily, he hadn't started going through a diabetic ketoacidosis yet. Um yeah, so I stayed with them till about two o'clock in the morning, um, and then drove home. Yeah, so that, that's that's why I missed that's why I missed the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like literally, I think like an hour or two before we were planning on go, you know, going on our uh, recording session, I get a call from you. I'm like, uh oh, like or something. I first I thought, oh, okay, I'll just be like, I'll be an hour or two late. Like that's cool. I don't have work tomorrow. I can stay up late. And when you tell me that, I'm like, good God, like how's he not in a coma? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky because, uh, I mean, he, you know, especially hard-headed older guys, you know, they mm-hmm. don't want to go to the doctor for anything. So he he was not planning to go to the doctor until, like, maybe two weeks later. And he was already in, like, a shitty condition. Jesus. So, yeah, so I'm I'm glad we uh, had planned that day out together. Yeah, I mean, lucky for him. Uh, lucky for him, too. I mean, unlucky for you, but, like, that you're, you know, a diabetic. So you're like, oh, shit, I know this, man. I know this song. <laughs> Yeah, it's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man, damn. Well, I'm glad that it, it worked out. Um, I know I've asked you before, but like now, like how's he doing? Uh, so he spent like about three days in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have him on uh kind of a long acting insulin. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, there's two kinds. There's a insulin that you take before you eat, and then there's an insulin you take like before you go to sleep that kind of acts over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's doing better. He's feeling better. Uh, I'm not around him too much, so I don't know how he's eating, but hopefully, uh, you know, I, I just kind of reiterated to him how important it was to, you know, eat the right way and, and do what he's supposed to do. Right. Especially if he wants to keep all his toes. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's something you want. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> well, no worries, man. I hope, uh, I'm glad it all worked out. I hope me and Alyssa did well enough, you know, to to fill in that little uh, episode slot so we could still have something on time. Oh, dude, y'all did awesome. Uh, and it was really cool, like I said, just because, um, you know, when you edit it, you kind of listen to quick little versions and you look at the like the wavelengths of the sound and to see where there's gaps and this and that. Right. But, you know, I listened to it afterwards to uh, check my work to make sure. There wasn't any awkward pauses uh, left in or anything like that. And yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an enjoyable episode for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I th- yeah, definitely. It was one of those things too. Um, yeah, the first part where I was talking about the game, she couldn't contribute as much because she didn't play the game. But I feel like the second part where we talked about like the just the, the shit show that went behind the scenes, she was like, oh, wow. I did. I guess it was more like interesting, obviously, to her because, you know, the drama, but also like, damn, like a lot can go wrong, you know, when doing these things. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's sad that, uh, I guess that a series that was like, you know, when the great old school, you know, titles went down the shitter and that a friendship was lost and uh, there's like a lawsuit. And now they don't, you know, these people don't even talk to each other. They don't even mm-hmm. own the IP anymore. Um, and they basically had to be sued into submission of finishing the game. Yeah, um, it's I mean, it, then you have people like working from home to do it. It's a crazy. I mean, it, it again, if you haven't seen, watched that last one, it, um if you if you maybe you didn't watch it because like oh it's not you know me and Jerry, please go watch it at least for the last part just to go into like the whole like the making of that game because it's like said ten times more fascinating than the game itself. Nah, fuck that. You gotta listen to the whole thing. You gotta please, listen to it least. for Titty City. <laughs> titty <laughs> City. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like there's stuff in there like if if even maybe I was 13 would have enjoyed it, but now it's like again moments in there I'm like okay that's funny, but other times most times like oh my god. Um, another thing too, I want to throw you a bone though, because <laughs> I know we were looking forward to talking about it, obviously. Um, and since we already covered it, I want to give you like, let you vent a bit about the game because don't want you to have played that game for nothing, you know? So, so let's give, let you give your two cents on this before we get into like the actual topic for this episode. So kind of like how you said, like you enjoy raunchiness, like there's a time and place. I, I thought like, I, I was kind of looking at it from like a 17 year old, 16 year old perspective where I was like, yeah, that's fucking totally badass. He's getting, you know, a BJ from two chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and there's like boobs everywhere and you could slap yeah. them and, and just all, you know, all this kind of sexualization um, of women, I guess, I guess you could say is like, oh, you know, from, absolutely. That, <laughs> from that, that primal standpoint of like being a, a teenage ma- uh, boy or whatever, man, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, that would have been fucking cool. But, and then looking at it from my perspective now, where it's like, oh, fuck, okay, like this, uh, this is getting really fucking old. Yeah. Um, I mean, Titty City was hilarious. That cracked me up 
Yeah, um, I yeah. Saw that. Uh, but just like the name, like just the, I guess the absolute, um, I guess the outrageousness of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that, that was like incredibly unapologetic, but like in the best way, like it's like it embraced it, you know, it rolled with it in that level. Yeah. And I did like y'all's little discussion about if a Duke Nukem character could exist. And, and I have to say, yes, I think in his current state, 100 mm-hmm. percent. But um, the thing is, is, of course, how it's going to how is it going to be received? And I really liked your idea of kind of having a, a Johnny Bravo um, kind of uh, kick to it to where like maybe he gets frozen and, and he, you know, comes back and uh, unthaws in this modern time, you know, mm-hmm. and still being the same Duke. And and just people being like, what well, you can't say that. Like, what do you, you know? <laughs> like shit like that. I think that would be hilarious. Um, yeah. I, and and still you you could still keep Duke, uh, you know, pretty similar maybe until he, I guess, learns. Uh, like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't uh treat people this way or or whatever. You know. Um, so that'd be kind of hilarious. Uh, and still keep him in, you know, with the same spirit of the uh of the originals, I guess. No, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I mean, I, I don't think there should just be like complete sanitization of like any kind of of all media and stuff like that. There's a place for things like this, but you just got to be a little smarter about it now. And, you know, I, I think a lot of this ha- is because most of its games humor probably from the early 2000s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because like that's how long it's been in development. So. And and that's another thing, too. Like, you know, I, I hate the political political or politicization of media um and i still of course hate it but i realized uh, watching older things as a as an adult mm-hmm. um, movies from the 90s and the 80s that politicization was always there yeah, it was just it was just uh relevant to that time period which i mean i guess is uh fortunate in some aspects and maybe unfortunate in others you know Mm-hmm. I think it's I think too a lot of days it's like a lot again maybe because we're older and we notice it more but it's a lot more in your face too I feel it's not so like Definitely. it's not it's not woven into the story where it's like oh shit that's really clever like oh damn they got me wow now it's more like they like legit spell it out for you and you're just like oh my god I get it you didn't have to do that and then you're just more annoyed oh. by like being treated as stupid than like life is strange number two <laughs> you know what angered me We'll talk about that one then. Maybe that'll be on the list. That'd be a great one. Yeah, I, I mean the the series is just so great. Um, even with that one, I I managed to play all the way through, and it did. You know, it was a, it was a good game, except for um some pieces. I you know I would say, but yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but I remember you saying you had a story or something crazy, man. What's what's going on, man? Oh yeah, um. Man, we we have to do a timestamp like the first 20, 20 minutes of this thing is just going to be all like my nonsense before we get to the main topic. Um, anyway, so, oh, man. So today, uh, Alyssa and I, we just decided to like, um, you know, I'd never been to Ikea and she wanted to go. I'm like, OK, cool. That's something, you know, I'd like to experience to see what all the hoopla is about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a little preamble, though, before this yesterday, she was like um, taking out the freezer from the fridge and like the door hit her big toe really hard. and. <laughs> And yeah, and so she said she kind of felt like it, the t- the nail might have loosened a bit, but wasn't that bad. But that part is important because today, while we're walking around the store, I'm wearing my shoes, she's wearing her sandals. Uh, we were like kind of like in, uh, next to each other, and then I try to go like you know we try to cross paths. I try to go like in front of her, and she tried to go in front of me at the same time. Her toe hit the bottom of my shoe, and it was the same uh, foot that hit the <laughs> fridge. And oh. you kind of see where this is going, yeah. 
Um, let's just say her toenail looked like a car, a popped car hood. Oh, I know. I said the same thing. I just heard it, like started like she started wincing, and I haven't. I didn't realize what happened. I just thought you know I you know stubbed her toe, and she's like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong, baby? And she's like, I have no toe now. I'm like, what? And I look down. I just like. Oh, I see it. It's just like, oh no, 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 no. We need to get out of here. We need to go to the, we need to go to the urgent care. Um, and so yeah, we just kind of like, but you gotta understand too. If you've been to IKEA, it's fucking huge, man. So it took us a long while before we could even get back to the front. So this whole time, like, she's just grabbed, trying to hold her hand, trying to like lead her there. Like, it's good, it's good. We got this. But it's packed too. So like, all these people are like walking slow and stuff. It's not their fault. She's, you know, they're just going to Ikea. But in my mind, it's like, get the fuck out of the way. Do you take this woman and get her fixed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not their fault, obviously. They're just there. But, like, again, you know, the mission, it's like, you know, like, get out of the way, man. I, I messed up. I got to fix her. Um, so, anyway, we ended up um, going to the urgent care. Um, luckily, it was one where, like, you know, she was already there before, so we already had info. Uh, we thought for sure, you know, they were going to have to take it off. You know, just of how bad it was. Yeah. But when the doctor looked at it and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We'll give you four shots of, uh, what is it, lidocaine? Is that how you say it? Uh, Lidocaine? Lidocaine. Lidocaine and lidocaine. Basically the numbing shit. Four Uh shots into her big toe. Two on top and two at the bottom. Fuck. I know. And uh, I'll keep in mind, dude, she has like no pain tolerance. (laughs) Um, Wait for that to numb. And we're pretty much going to jam the nail back into the bed. <laughs> oh. oh, I know. Like, oh, God. Just thinking about it. So, like, what? So, we just... So like, yeah, oh. we, we can't take it off, but we oh. have to put, we're, we're going to put a disclaimer, like, hey, from here to here, it's going to get nasty. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's so like, okay, we're doing that. So, it's like, I guess we'll do that. Like, we could take it off, but it's better just to have, like, the nail on there. For protection, you know, until the nail goes back. Right. Um, so like, all right, I guess if that what's that's what works. So she put the two on the top, and like that was bad. Obviously, you know, she's over here squeezing my hand, and then um, then she goes to the bottom, and that one was definitely mm. worse. And it makes sense, you know, because your, your bottom of your foot's got more nerves than the top. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, about to cry and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. And wait, wait for it to get numb. She wasn't looking. Alyssa wasn't looking at the point because you know I feel like if she did, she would have like just puked. Um, but I was looking, and I'm not gonna describe it at all. But like, it's like how you think that just the visual of like the nail getting placed back in. Oh my god, Fuck. it was insane. And she was like, and she told me too afterwards, and the doctor like, and I I think if I, if I watched, I would have passed out because I felt like I was gonna already. Um, no, no. I know it was bad. So like they wrapped it up with like gauze and like some, uh, what's it called? Some wrap to keep it in place. And like, all right, for like two to three weeks, keep the shit on it, tape it down because you know, or else it could get uh infected or not infected, but like it's or else it'll really hurt. So yeah, oh fuck. Yeah, so like it started off the day started off fine. You know, we went to my parents, met with some family, then went to IKEA, then that happened. And then we came back, and you know, luckily now she's just you know playing Animal Crossing, um, on the couch, chilling. <laughs> um, we had a nice dinner, so we were joking like it was a really good date, two to five. Ignore that, ignore what happened there, and then other than that, great day. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, nah. it, I felt so terrible. Like obviously it was an accident. I didn't mean to, but you know, it's kind of like I played a role in this. No, <laughs> it was on purpose. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
it's like great like our, our fucking uh our toes are cursed in this house first it was my uh pinky toe that broke and then our big toe nah. <laughs> you gotta <feel> yeah <laughs> now i'm next so i gotta like wrap my feet up now oh fuck oh yeah nah i'm good <laughs> i was gonna say if it's making you go like then it's bad <laughs> yeah man it's uh oof. no i know the poor thing like said so she doesn't have like really any strong paid tolerance so like she felt it all <laughs> yeah i can only imagine so yeah that was fun that was a fun little side quest today <laughs> side quest yeah that's what we're remembering it Ugh. like i said now it's like i Ugh, that's gonna haunt my dreams. Yeah, no, that's fucking rough. That's <laughs> Sorry for everyone listening. It was like, dude, come on now. I listened to this to f- <laughs> for you guys to talk about video games, not like this fucking um detached toenails. <laughs> that's all right, man. Um, well, shit, I, she's feeling better though, right? Yeah, like I said, I mean, she um, luckily they prescribed her some strong ass, you know, ibuprofen. Uh, already picked that up for her. That's um, good. Yeah, yeah, so. You know, it'll suck for a bit, but she's got meds now and just basically like stay off it as much as you can. And she's still got some time before summer, so uh, she's got plenty of time for it to heal before she goes she goes back to school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like yeah. good timing. If it's I mean, it wish it never happened, but if it's gonna happen, at least it happened here. Yeah, I mean it's not a great thing, but it's no, yeah, yeah, could be worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. So sorry about that tangent. <laughs> That's all right, man. Uh, well, I mean, I guess so we can finally get into it. Yeah. What's uh, what's what's this episode going to be about? Well, kind of keeping the not necessarily the spirit, but I feel like in a kind of run parallel to the the last game we did, Nuke Nuke Forever. Uh, we wanted to kind of focus on some canceled video games. So not even like things that were like you know took forever to develop. No, 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 no. not even like. Game, these games never formally came out, whether they were officially announced or like, you know, kept behind the scenes really in the dark. And then it was found out later on that, oh, shit, this got, this game never got made. You know, we, we kind of want to delve into like, you know, what these games were and like the reasons why, you know, they got canceled. Uh, I, I feel like that's fascinating. You could kind of get into the, you know, what if kind of area of these games, especially since like not even like in concept where it's like throw it out, you know, in the brainstorming session, like, no, like, there was a lot of time dedicated to these games, and then for the, most like, most of the times the publisher to just go, yeah, no, this ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. So, was there any that really surprised you that maybe you didn't know about, like, it, it even being a thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're doing this research, and then boom, this game, you're like, what the fuck, this is, this was actually gonna be a thing? Yeah, actually, there was two, actually, I, I didn't really know about. I'll start off with one, and then I'll let you um, get in on one. Um, the first one, I'll start with the more surprising one. Um, in 2005, or at least it was announced in 2005, there was a game that was going to come out uh, that was based on the movie. And, Jerry, I mean, I think you already know what it is, but if you had a guess of what Scorsese movie would be adapted into a video game, what would be your first guess? Man, uh, so if I wouldn't have known it already, I probably would have had to go with Goodfellas. Right? That would have been my guess, too. Um, especially since, like I said, in May 2005, we don't know exact years, but this is around the time, like, you know, the Godfather game came out. So, you know, something like Goodfellas is like, oh, perfect. That's, like, right there with it. 
Um, no, it would have been the riveting, a very action-packed taxi driver. That's a weird one, because I just recently watched that, um, I think on Netflix. Great film, by the way. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It is, but man, it's just such a... It's a character study. Yeah, it's got so many elements that are, I mean, crazy. I mean, you got like a child prostitute. You got, you know, this guy that's just unhappy with society and, and you know, is, wants to go on a a violent spree. You know, it's kind of, it, it's it's uh, it's basically what the Joker is heavily based on. To give you an idea, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has Robert De Niro, um, and that's this is where the famous the, the movie with the famous line, "You talking to me? You talking to me?" Well, no, that's what this is from. Um, and <laughs> you're right, like it's, it's a very it's a slow movie with spurts of like you know action in there until the very end with the last like 15 minutes. Um, but it's very slow paced. This guy just like talking about you know like yeah basically like oh I'm the society is rotten stuff and I'm like you know I gotta fix it or whatever he's better than it and all that. It's it's mostly just that. So that's why I say it's a very interesting choice for a game because it's just not what you would think like you would you just what you think about in a game but i think there are two factors to this one it's a it's a you know it's a recognizable name so you got that and two um this was during the height of the gta clone era where basically like if there was anything that could be made into like a similar fashion as gta it was going to be made like in the right. two-year period especially after san andreas like i said we talked about the godfather the Sopranos, Scarface, The Warriors, Saints Row came out during this time. Yep. Some some worked, some didn't. Um, but it was just like this was the this is the craze. So then they decided, all right, let's get into Taxi Driver. And this actually would have been a sequel to the original film set two months after. Oh, um, okay. Wow. So yeah, it would have been actually canon. It would have been like a, a like a what you called, like a retelling or any, anything like that. This would have been like new lore in this world so i assume scorsese probably would have been heavily involved in this no so what <laughs> no 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 that and that plays a role later on so the basic premise would have been that um you know betsy the the girl that uh, travis was really into in the movie yeah so she would have been killed by the mob this would have and this would have set travis off and travis's property your character this would have set him off like on um on a path of revenge and that's the, and that's the game basically. So okay. I mean, yeah, yeah it's not that's it's very like eh, you, you like hearing that already. It's like I already knew it wasn't gonna be good, and then that's like mm, that's pretty lazy. But um, in any case, so yeah, you would assume at least that Scorsese would be involved, but he wasn't, and neither was the screenwriter uh, Paul Schrader, mm-hmm. because I think to like help get this movie made at the time, they basically signed away all the, like the licensing rights. So they had like they had I again in a way to like just get this movie made. I don't know like the whole uh, story behind it, but you know I guess back then you know Scorsese wasn't like you know the powerhouse name that he is now, obviously. Um, and a movie like this, like you said, it's pretty fucking crazy. It's out there. They probably thought like this isn't gonna do well. Maybe that was like one of the concessions he made. Like hey, you know do this, and like I won't even bother with this stuff. Um, but naturally, be, not only because of that. Both these administrator and Scorsese, they did not want this game to come out at all. But because they signed away the rights, legally, there was nothing they could do. But they could use their influence, and that's allegedly what um, Scorsese did. 
for the publisher of this game did a, a I think Majesco they did they did a lot of they do a lot of licensed titles so they've done like Blood Rain uh, they did Jaws Unleashed that was pretty cool I didn't know that and they also published Psychonauts Unrelated but I thought that was cool oh fucking Psychonauts yeah that's what I'm saying like I, that does that's not involved it's not <laughs> totally related to this but I thought that's a cool little thing to not mention you gotta mention that um so they're like they're they're pretty well known they there's a it's a lot of like you know they churn out a lot of games with like some gems here and there you know um yeah. So, but they've been around the block, basically. And I actually got this from an article, um, Unseen64, the website, which specializes in canceled games. So that was where I got a lot of info from. They actually interviewed one of the executive producers uh, from this game. And according to this executive producer, Dan Kitchen, he actually got De Niro to provide limited voiceover after he what? negotiated with his agent. Yeah, that's insane. But after this, somewhere down the line... He said he got a phone call from Scorsese or that one of the higher ups did saying that um, even though he couldn't like, you know, legally do anything, he said he would make it basically impossible for the for the publishers to ever make any more licensed games if they finished this game. And so hearing that and that's their bread and butter, they basically said, we're done. That's it. Cancel the game. Are you fucking serious? That's allegedly what happened again, according to this article from, again, one of the executive producers. Which I could see as well. Like you said, like he couldn't do anything. He couldn't stop him. Couldn't serve him papers. But he could use his influence in Hollywood to go like, don't work with these guys. And obviously they can't have that because that is like the chunk of their business model is licensed games. And that is allegedly why it went away. So I, I saw a video about this on YouTube, man. And, and yeah, it, uh, it showed a little bit of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And it definitely did have that generic and almost had the graphics of maybe like a, a Scarface, maybe I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I, mean, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, and it just, I mean, you know, uh, maybe at the time. Uh, well, to be honest, I don't even know at the time, man. I, I, uh, I wasn't watching fucking Taxi Driver, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't know about that till like my late teens. <laughs> yeah, so I. Uh, it it seemed just. It was like it was generic. It was it just seemed uninspired, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah what about you? It's crazy, right? Though, like, what about you though? Like, do you do you have one that you felt that you were looking up and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know this was the thing. So I have one that I was just surfing YouTube and or yeah, YouTube at work, and um, I saw this trailer and it's from June fifth, two thousand eleven is when the trailer came out. Oh, wow. Um, and it's from a series I really love. And I just totally forgot about it. Hadn't thought about it in, you know, X amount of years, like forever. Um, and that is uh, Brothers in Arms, Furious 4. Do you know about this? I've, I've obviously heard of the Brothers in Arms um, franchise. But as far as the Furious 4 specifically, I can't say that I remember. So, I mean, you know, a Brothers in Arms, it's like a super yeah, well, I mean, realistic for the time, real gritty, like hardcore kind of game, you know, bloody, gory, whatever. Uh, World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this one was like a campy, almost had that Fortnite style. Uh, it's PS3 era. Like I said, the trailer, I believe, came out in E3 2011, June 5th uh, is when that trailer was at least released on YouTube. Um, and there was a. Uh, you know four different characters that you can play and it was almost like one of those hero hero shooters where each different character or like borderlands for instance each character okay. has a different um 
kind of specialty or style that you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was Stitch who had shocking devices and it seemed to be like a Scottish person and basically was, was going around shocking Nazis in the nuts during the trip. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Then you had Crockett. He looked like, you know, old school Southern, you know, uh, person who, you know, surviving in the, the, in the middle of the woods kind of, you know, person, okay. survivalist. Mm-hmm. And he had, this seemed like basic pistols. And like I said, this is very, um, basic just off the, uh, the trailer and there was some footage that was released that was like pre-alpha builds. Um, yeah. then you have Chalk, which was a, I assume a Choctaw native, um, who went around with a hatchet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Montana, who had a huge Gatlin gun. Um, it, it was supposed to be a 2012 release and have a huge tall tail aesthetic, almost like, uh, maybe almost like, uh, Inglorious Bastards to some extent. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it was Ubisoft E3 2011, had four player co-op and had different challenges, almost like Bullet Storm. I don't know if you heard of that game. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that. Or like, depending on how creative you are, you get more and more points. Uh, and so apparently at the time it left people confused, right? Um, there's a lot of criticism on, uh, about the game, just talking about, hey, you know, this is not, this is not brothers in arms at all. What, like, what are y'all doing? I was um, just gonna say. Just, yeah, it looks like you're just slapping the name. So they put the game on hold in July 2012, um, and then eventually in September of 2015, they dropped the Band of Brothers name and were saying that it was, uh, you know, we're evolving, basically, you know. So right. eventually that game became uh, the game known as uh, Battleborn. Holy shit. Yeah, so that's like a hero shooter, kind of in the vein of Overwatch, I guess. But I think nowhere is near, no. uh, near successful. Um, and it looked cool, man, because I just I was like, okay, this is in a different direction. Like I would have been happy with maybe a more modern tale, like in the vein of uh, Six Days in Fallujah, which is another one that's <laughs> coming out. Yeah, um, you know something like that. But I, I was I was totally cool with with something like that, something different with them kind of experimenting. It looked like they had gigantic set pieces that had uh kind of destructible environments that you know were kind of pre-planned you know like you could only destroy these certain things on a grand scale right right do you think um do you think like for like you know i guess the thing the the core fan base i mean you're, you're part of that fan base too for like for most of them like this is just like way too radically different like not even like the spirit could have been kept do you think that was a big problem for it yeah um i i and and for me, like I stated, like I was young at the time. I was totally I mean, I was I was hyped for it. Like I just wanted another mm-hmm. um video game to play. So yeah, it said that that's what the main um <clears throat> criticisms were of the game was just the fact that uh that it just was not it was a totally uh different kind of vibe, I I, I guess you could say. Yeah, you know, it's it's not trying to be realistic, it's not trying to be gritty. Um, it doesn't really, I mean, maybe it was telling the story of these four soldiers, but it just seemed too campy to really do that in a, I guess in a moving kind of way, you know, cause you can, you can keep that, uh, cartoon aesthetic and still be emotional and moving. And, uh, I don't know if you played this, uh, it's a world war one side scroller from Ubisoft. Uh, that's very cartoony. Uh, shit, I forgot the name of it. Oh, oh, uh, Valiant Hearts. Yeah, like you know, that's something very cartoony, but um, definitely was a moving game. You know what I mean? And definitely was very uh, grounded in some aspects because it was going off of 
um, notes written by World War One soldiers. You know, uh, who I'm looking this up real quick, just you know, I could get a better idea of what you were talking about. I see that it was a gearbox. Yes. Who's working at this? That's Borderlands, right? Yes, it is. You think they did this because of the success of Borderlands? Uh, Maybe not specifically, honest, but like it probably didn't hurt. Yeah, I don't think it hurt, and I think that's really the the kind of games that were selling like hotcakes at the time were co-op mm-hmm. kind of games. Um, so they're trying to cash in on that with maybe the Band of Brothers uh, franchise. Yeah, because when I think of Band of Brothers, I think of like gritty World War II games. You know, I think of like something I'm along sorry. the lines of oh, not not Band of Brothers, Brothers in Arms. I've been Brothers in Arms this whole time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you said it right the first time. I think I just said it, so that's my bad. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I, yeah, I think Brothers in Arms. I think of you know, gritty World War II games, or like something you know, something akin to you know, Saving Private Ryan, to and to go from that to you know, cartoony four player co op. You know, not to say it would have been bad, but to not expect like even for me, just hearing that, like to not expect any kind of like resistance to that because that's just it's just it's just jarring, you know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is jarring, especially uh, in comparison to any of the other titles. Um the brothers in arms universe you know no yeah for sure i mean that's like i i I don't know how to explain that it's like uncharted going into fucking like super serious i've killed a hundred men and i feel every 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 death on my soul you know kind of deal like that's just not what it's about (laughs) yeah and i I don't know yeah so i i just saw this trailer and i mean it just brought back this a flood of memories, um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it was just a blast from the past. I'll say really. Yeah. I mean, that was over 10 years ago. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, 2011, <laughs> and that was just a, a trailer with some minor, um, I guess, pre alpha information or, you know, set design. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I guess since it became Battleborn and it didn't do well, that probably would have been better for it, though, overall. Maybe, like, in a different way, it could have worked co-op. Like, you'd still, like, just, you know, keep the, I guess, the dark aesthetic, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, man, yeah, they just totally went in a a different direction. Um, They dropped a Baker Company, which, you know, if it was, I could see if it wasn't maybe relevant to that, time period like if it was a like a, a brother or a band of brand of brother a brothers in arms <laughs> vietnam <clears throat> would have been fucking crazy you know jesus just thinking about that <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but make a yeah. vietnam game damn it someone out there yeah man what the fuck's up with that no one's making vietnam games korea i don't care that's crazy too oh yeah no one's even like touched that whatsoever so yeah enough time has passed <laughs> I guess because, like, you know, you can't romanticize Vietnam like you can with World War Two. Maybe because yeah. I, I mean, obviously they exist, but maybe they didn't sell well. I don't know, man. I, 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 maybe I should look into that. We should look into that. See if like there's a specific reason, you know, why we don't see that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Because um, all the games that were kind of Vietnam uh, era, I really enjoyed, man. I really, really enjoyed, uh, Nam, you know, Shellshock Nam sixty seven as mm-hmm. a kid. Probably played it a lot uh, sooner than, than I should have, but yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Oh, God. 
All right, enough of that. We'll, t- we'll talk about NAM games some other time. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about an, uh, another licensed one, though, that uh, I kind of heard about this, but I really didn't realize, like, the craziness of this game. Uh, and that's, that would have been the tie-in game for uh, Batman The Dark Knight. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing this. It, it had a had a real slick look to it. It was PS2, right? PS2, and I think it was around the time, though, too, around the when PS3 and Xbox 360 were coming out. So I think it would have been, it would have come out for those as well. Um, so obviously, like, I think a big thing, if you didn't know any better, like I did, like, you just wonder, like, why wasn't there, like, you know, a Batman The Dark Knight game, especially considering the success of The Dark Knight, you know? This is, like, I was like, you know, I still argued to be, like, the best Batman movie ever. Um, and the truth is, there was supposed to be one. Um, so this would have, like, uh, kept in line with the first video game, Batman Begins, mm-hmm. which I think is very, which, <laughs> quick tangent, as always, I personally like that game a lot. And I think they used uh, the Arkham series, took some, you know, ideas from that game and made it their own, made it better, obviously. But there, there was some good stuff in there, and I liked, I think that's an underrated game as far as licensing. So, all right, so off that soapbox, um, originally this game was going to be, you know, of the same style, very linear. But um, somewhere down the, uh, down the line, the decision was made to make it open world because they wanted the game to better match uh, Christopher Nolan's version of Gotham. And uh, the studio behind this would have been a great one, Pandemic Studios. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I could totally see uh, this having a, uh, a mercenaries kind of, you know, t- uh, tinge to it, you know? Yeah, and for someone who doesn't, you think like, oh, I have to ask that name rings a bell. Yes, it's mercenary. They made mercenaries and they destroy all humans one and two. And those are the big ones. They made plenty of other ones. But like, you know, these guys know how to make games. And so specifically, this would have been the Australian branch of the studio. And so they're developing EA's publishing. Not a big deal because they've worked before. Right. So whatever. This game was going to be very ambitious. It, it honestly sounds like the 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 beta version of God, of uh, Arkham City. You would have been able to travel around foot on the Batmobile or on the Batpod, glide through the air. You could also do a bunch of side missions throughout Gotham. They they actually would have gotten the actors to voice their characters. They 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 got them all to do that. Damn. Mm-hmm. And now um and oh, so I jumped the gun a bit. So EA was not the original publisher. This the original publisher was a company called Elevation Partners. Um, now, one of their founders was the first, you know, to go to like you know, Brisbane, Australia, to to you know visit the studio and get like the first glimpses of the game. I, I want to bring this up specifically because it's just so fucking bizarre. Jerry, one of the founders of this company, um, he's a huge Batman fan. He's also a famous singer from uh, an I would say like I guess an 80s and 90s band. Would you have any fucking clue who this would be? An 80s or uh, 80s slash 90s singer, lead man? No. I, I, okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think you would have guessed even if I gave you like 10 people. It was Bono. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> really? Bono? Bono from U2. Yes, he was a huge Batman fan. Um. 
like I said, co-founder of Elevation Partners, this company. And yep, he was touring with them, with you two. They were in Brisbane, Australia. So he said, fuck it, let me see what they're doing. And he was one of the first outsiders to get a look at this game. And he loved it. <laughs> um, I saw that. I was reading that in an article. I'm like, is that right? And then, you know, I watched a, a Did You Know Gaming video on it, too. I'm like, oh, my God. Both of them mentioned it. I'm like, this is fucking true. That's insane. Fucking Bono. Fucking Bono. It's <laughs> the first one. That's not a, a someone who does like that is not something I would expect to hear in a canceled video games <laughs> episode. Fucking Bono. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I know. I just thought that was hilarious. I had to mention that. So, um, uh, kind of similar to what happened with Duke Nukem, though. They changed engines. Oh. Yep. You're kind of this is going. They changed the engines to Odin. Which is the engine that the saboteur used? Also, ah. Yep, from a from a from the different. I forgot which one. I think it's the LA studio of a pandemic. Yeah, I actually say. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, so they they switched to that because they thought like obviously like oh this is perfect for what we want to do. But when they did when they did it, it just it did not work at all. I'm talking about constant bugs, crashes, the frame rate rate. There's my stunk tie frame rate would drop to five frames per second. Fucking five. Um, and this was, was on was this on PS2 or PS3? I can't I cannot verify, but I okay. I do know they were develop, developing it for the next gen consoles or the new current gen at the time. But I don't know specifically if these were like causing problems for the PS2 or the you know PS3 version. Can't say that for sure. But you know, essentially, I imagine for either of them, probably wasn't doing well. And considering, I guess the engine mm-hmm. probably was PS3 then. Because the saboteur was a, I know it came out for PS2, but that's a PS3 game too. Okay, yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. Uh, because that engine, I guess you said the Odin engine. Um, mm-hmm. the saboteur looked, I mean, it looked like a really great game. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful looking game, especially with its own stylized kind of almost Batman esque kind of uh, I guess color palette because the majority of the game was black and white except for some reds and whatnot, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, that's the thing. Like, I, like, I don't want to think at the time too. Especially, I don't blame them for doing this. I guess it's just one of those things where, like, you just assume it will work, but then, like, you actually put it into practice. It's like, oh no, this is horrible. Um, and like I said, they're having all these issues. It would like crash entire development kits. Um, and this is where EA comes in because Elevation Partners. I, I think they realized that this was a big issue. So they right. so um they actually sold Pandemic Studios, and then get this too. This <laughs> again unrelated, but I totally forgot about this. They sold Pandemic Studios along with Bioware to EA. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I remember mm-hmm. this actually. Yeah, I was saying like yeah, I heard this come in like, oh this was them, holy shit. And if you really don't know, oh boy, that's a whole different story. Um yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, so like that um like I said this is. Like, this game was a mess. It was all going to shit. But they thought, okay, because, like, it was not public. This is this game was not public. So they thought, all right, this is this is bad, but if it doesn't work out, that's fine. We'll just cancel it quietly. Or, like, you know, maybe it will all work out, and then we can announce it as a nice surprise. You know? That was the plan. Unfortunately for them, um, Gary Oldman ruined it. Gary Oldman is the actor who played Jim Gordon. And during a G4 interview... He accidentally revealed that he worked with the game and did voiceover and stuff and saw it and thought, ooh, this is really cool. They what? I don't yeah, I don't I don't know if there was some kind of miscommunication where like 
maybe they didn't tell him or they did tell him and he just totally forgot, you know, because he's like, you know, like, oh, this is fine if I say this. It's just a game. But uh, he brought that up. And then then it was like, well, shit, you know, Genie's out of the bottle, you know? Uh, yeah, we're making the Dark Knight game and it, we're working on it. How much how much trouble do you think he got into? How, how pissed? What can they do? Were? What can they do to yeah, fucking yeah. Gary Oldman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were they pissed? Absolutely. What could they do? Nothing. <laughs> um i'm sure he didn't mean to either but yeah that was a, a big oops i'm sure um the main and the main thing at this is that you know they they actually were working on it oh i should say obviously they were working on it but they were actually progressing they were making you know good time on it but the biggest issue was time because ea only had the licensing rights to batman uh to the end of 2008 so basically, it couldn't be one of those things where like, oh, OK, you need more time. All right, we'll, we'll do like June 2009. It would have been pointless for them to do that because they, at that point, they, they've lost the rights to Batman. Um, And they realized like around like October. Yeah, yeah, they realized at the end of like October, like this isn't working out like we've seen the progress, but it's just it, there's no way in hell this is going to be even like remotely acceptable. So they end up canceling it. Um, and according to some uh, professionals out there, market professionals, EA would have missed out on potentially $100 million in revenue. But what? Because, yep, that that they would just because of just because this would have come out around the same time as like the Blu-ray. So even though they missed out on the uh, what's it called, like the initial you know uh, what's it called opening weekend and stuff, because it was just so good, and now everyone knew, like everyone and their mother knew, like oh, this is a great ga- uh, movie. And then, like, you know, it comes out with the Blu-ray. It's like, ooh, cool hype, you know, because now we know it's good. Um, they were like, there's no way in hell, like, this would have sold poorly, even if the game sucked. Like, this, I guess it was like a safe bet, like, this would have made at least $100 million. And Bono, you can't, you can't. And Bono, <laughs> I know. But um, I, would, I guess it is slightly related to this, and it is just terrible because, well. So this specific studio, Brisbane, Australia, Pandemic, would be shut down that year. Jerry, you know what day they were shut down in 2008? Uh, I'll give you a clue. Remember, the game was canceled in October, so it was after that. Was it maybe December? Mm-hmm. Was it uh, so December 18th? No, not your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been a lot better for them. No, worse for them. Uh, they got shut down Christmas Day. Oh, no. Yeah, I can't imagine you're with your family. You went through hell and then your bosses come and say, by the way, your studio shut down. You have no job. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's no. just yeah, that's horrible. Like you couldn't wait till like the end of the year, bro. Like, come on, like wait five days or something. <laughs> wait the day after. That's so shitty, dude. That's, that's very so shitty. shitty. That's fucking EA, though, man. And then um, but that was just the first domino to fall because. And on November 17th, 2009, the whole, pandem- the whole pandemic studios would be shut down, and thus we have lost an amazing developer. So not only along, so not, yeah, along, but yeah. the dark, not only was the Dark Knight a uh, game lost, but also pandemic studios. So we got a little twofer there. Thanks, EA. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, Jerry. There's another one from EA in here. Oh, okay, okay. I'm pretty <laughs> you, I, sure. I, you're pretty sure we know who it is. But I, I, I went through... Uh, a whole last one there, and yeah. Um, also, another thing too, like I said, I mentioned it here. Uh, Did you know gaming has a great video on this? Uh, not only with like a lot of this info, but like with actual like footage of like what the developers are doing. It's really cool to see like all that stuff in action. 
uh, the gamers YouTube channel. Uh, did you know gaming? Oh, did you know gaming? Oh mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so let me give credit real quick. So for my band of, uh, or brothers in arms, um, game, I used a gamers video, uh, G V M E R S, which we use quite a bit. Um, they're amazing. Great. Yeah. Um, they definitely had some information on the game. I also use them on another one as <laughs> part of, uh, I'm not going to, well, I'll let y'all know when it's my turn. <laughs> no, this is good. I'm, like I said, I went on my whole thing. You you go for it, man. What's the next one? Um, <clears throat> so as I said, I use gamers as one of the resources as well as various uh, articles. Um, but the next one is one that I was very sad to see uh, fall through the cracks and I guess turn it, you know, turn into a whole another popular series, I guess, fortunately mm-hmm. slash unfortunately. And this is Rainbow Six Patriots, <clears throat> which the trailer was uh, came out November 4th, 2011. I'm pretty sure you all know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you all know the Rainbow Six series uh, as now it is um, Siege and then Outbreak, I think, which did horribly. Um, and so Rainbow Six Patriots was going to be a very cinematic. It was actually originally going to be a. Uh, Believe it or not, a turn-based game where they fought hijacked robots. Um, really? With, yeah, which is a whole another direction, right? Like Siege. <laughs> that, is, yeah, yeah. I, I that is not what I would have guessed. Yeah, um, and it follows uh, domestic terrorists who mm-hmm. uh, were veterans who are tired of the U.S. government and they feel like uh, you know they feel like they're basically getting bent over by the uh, government. And wanted to make a change, I guess you could say, uh, through, I guess, any means necessary. It sounds like the premise of The Rock. <laughs> yeah. <But> people, <laughs> people are just like, what does this have to do with Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> this is a Nick Cage movie from the 90s. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, man, that's a blast from the past, too. Yeah, sorry about that. I mean, to throw that out there. But like, I see you you're saying that. I'm like, that sounds a lot like that. the bad guys from The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nick Cage, uh, he's a treasure. Oh man, uh, you say what you want, the man. I don't, th- I don't know. He, he, his movies are mostly entertaining. Gotta give him that. Oh yeah. Um, so an interesting part of the game, which I really would have liked to see, was eighty percent of the game you played as the, um, as Rainbow Six, and the other twenty percent you played as civilians, some of the true patriots and first responders. Um, which I think would, I mean, that's just pretty cool. I think that'd be really interesting. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean it's been done before, but it's definitely an interesting aspect of, of a game, you know. Um, a nice change of pace. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> and uh, another interesting uh, fact, which is kind of rare even to this day in video games, uh, especially military uh, shooters, is mm-hmm. civilian death was was tolerated. You know, in a Ooh. lot of yeah, which uh, that's pretty controversial because yeah. a lot of video games. If you kill a civilian, uh, you know, give you a big warning, and then if you kill another one, the game will end, or you know, right. whatever. Um, that's kind of a common practice, I feel like, in, in military or tactical themed shooters, even like mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so as I said, it was it was going to be a uh, still going to be tactical, kind of in the same vein of uh, Rainbow Six Vegas one and two, and it, uh, and it was controversial also because of the true patriots which mm-hmm. a lot of uh news outlets outlets um felt like it painted uh patriots as domestic terrorists oh god uh, 
Yeah, <clears throat> which I mean, even with the name True Patriots, right? Uh, they're kind of poking the bear, I guess, uh, with that. Um, <clears throat> but I could see, to be honest, I could really see a domestic terrorist group who believes that they are doing the right thing being called, you know, True Patriots because they oh, believe absolutely. they are right. You know, that's just. I mean, I think I feel like most terrorists, if not all, think that. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so uh, this eventually became Rainbow Six Siege instead of Patriots. Uh, some people may be very happy about this. Uh, I would say, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so the trailers, I could not believe it at the time that it was going to come out for PS3. The trailers looked fucking sick. I remember and, that. And the Anvil, uh, it was going to use the Anvil engine, which is uh, – or Anvil Next, which is Assassin's Creed's game engine. So okay. <clears throat> the team were, was used to the Unreal Engine, which which caused uh, issues. And uh, it was going to have some cool features like compartmentalized hitboxes. So um, a character might react kind of like in um, kind of like in Red Dead Redemption. Like if you shoot someone in the leg, they're going to react differently than if you shot them in the head or the chest or you know in the neck, for instance. Um, okay. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, in 2014, the engine was getting old. Uh, the Anvil Next engine was getting old anyways, and it was not going to be supported by Xbox One or PS4. So they decided to focus on the uh, multiplayer a- aspect. So the, the the kind of development of this game died basically in 2012 when the game was reduced to 25 um, members, and it eventually became um, Rainbow Six uh unbreakable and the team was also labeled the uh unbreakable team unbreakable um and then unbreakable eventually became siege which uh <clears throat> i'm pretty sure a lot of i mean just about everybody listening probably has an idea um of siege if not has played it extensively um you know it's a game that focuses very heavily on um, environmental damage and you know being mm-hmm. tactical and you know u- using and making your own entrances and exits yeah so it, it went from that, you know, from Patriots to Siege, which to me was disappointing because I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2. Probably yeah. one of my favorite games, especially as a kid playing online. Oh, God, that was so fun. You split screen. What was it? Terrorist Hunt? Terrorist Attack? Yeah, Terrorist Hunt. Yeah. Oh, sure. God, that was the best. Why Why do you think? I mean, I can kind of guess based on what you told me. I know you, you, you touched on it a bit. What do you think was the big reason, though, why it, it changed? Uh, I think stagnation and, and also coupled with uh, the controversy and one of the major killers that we've ran across now a couple of times, uh, a change <laughs> in um, game engine. I was going to say, yeah, that's three times now we've talked about that. Yeah, I think those are some of the big reasons. And maybe they were trying to cash in on the esports kind of uh, train that was was coming. I mean, now, I mean, Siege still yeah. is a big esports, you know, so they – even though maybe we're not happy with the direction it went with, it's definitely making money. It's successful, yeah. Can't yeah, deny that. For sure. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I remember oh, watching that when it first came out. Um, it was a trailer, yeah, where they like break into like a, a mansion or something to save a lady, right? So that was for Siege, but in Rainbow Six Patriots, it's a husband, I think, on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, the graphics look beautiful, especially for PS3. Um, okay. I didn't believe it was going to come out for that time. <laughs> um or yeah because it looked just looked crazy and uh they're breaking into a guy's house and they kidnap him strap him to a suicide bomber vest and they're in a van 
and the Rainbow Six Patriots are, you know, rappelling down the side of a bridge. I mean, it was just action packed. Everything you love um, from, you know, the Rainbow Six Vegas um, series. Damn. Yeah. You think maybe if they like wait, think if they came out like a couple of years, couple years later, it could have worked considering, you know, like in gaming, in the gaming world, like things like that. Now, like, uh, you know, that's not too bad. Oh, yeah. I feel like definitely there's a lot of engines that could handle uh, that kind of uh, gameplay. Well, not, not only like, that, but like the, the subject matter, you know, the whole uh, like stuff. Or you think that still would have been a, a pretty big line? I, I think I think it's always going to be a touchy subject. You're always going to have mm-hmm. people saying, oh, they're trying to demonize us for this or that reason. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it would run into the same exact issues. Mm, OK. Yeah, that's true. I guess regardless of what you do, that's just that's just what's going to happen. You think maybe a simple name change could have worked? Uh, I think like if they, you know, like, like yeah, they just the didn't Patriots. Yeah, they just didn't call them Patriots. Something else. Nah, I feel like someone would still find a way to bitch about it. Unfortunately. Mm, just uh, yeah, okay. Just because well, of the the domestic terrorist kind of uh spin on it, you know. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's a it's a lot harder when you're doing that with like you know American on American violence. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying Spec Ops did it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but they did it in a way, I guess, in a different manner. Uh, I guess it wasn't like super promoted either in that way. Here, it's like that is the main focal point there. I'm sure it's like, yeah, it was a surprise because they kept it hidden. So that's yeah. why there's no like drama about it because we just didn't know. Hmm. I didn't think about that shit. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, it was definitely... Uh... Their story was definitely kept in the shadows. Sure. Damn. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about Patriots. I was like one of those things, like, I guess because it was like it was canceled, but it was more like, I guess, morphed into a different game. You just kind of forget like, oh, right. It was a totally going to it was going to be a totally different thing at first. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, surprising how different it, it was going to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. It went from like, yeah, this crazy intense single player game to like, you know, a five on five, you know, kill the other team thing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I don't want to simplify it, but I also feel like that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I'm not I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying like that. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you can criticize it. I mean, that, that is what it is. Right. I mean, they, they took and that's the thing is even Call of Duty. Right. They try to do that shit with Black Ops 4 where they just totally nuked the story and said, fuck it. Yeah, you know, and that's one. Th- I know there's a, not a lot of people who or there's a lot of people who say, oh, I don't even touch the story. I just play online. I play the story. Yeah. All, on, on all of them. You know, yeah, so. that's a big part of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that sucks. Well, the next one I'm going to talk about ain't that much better. If anything, it's worse. <laughs> oh, shit. OK. All right. Well, we're back to one that's really rough for me because I am a huge Star Wars fan. And, you know, I, I I fucking love the original Battlefront games one and two um, shit. I never even owned them when I was little. I had the fucking like Pizza Hut demo where you only play as a, you only play you only able to play like two levels in Battlefront. Uh, but that alone, like made me fall in love with it. Uh, and so all I wanted was like, you know, all the way up to now, you know, luckily they, they made some good games. But, you know, you just always want to give me Star Wars games. That's all I want. Give me some Star Wars games. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're gonna talk about the game Star Wars Project Ragtag. 
okay. And, okay. and I think a lot of people have heard of this at least, but it has uh, quite the journey even before like it officially became this. So originally, this game was codenamed uh, Jamaica because it was going to be an open world pirate game developed by our good friends Visceral Games. Jamaica? Codename Jamaica because it's gonna be a open world pirate game, but around this time Assassin's Creed 4 came out, Black Flag, Black Flag, and so they thought, okay, we can't do this because this is just a fucking pirate game. They changed it um, to a pirate game in the Star Wars universe, codenamed Yuma, and this happened in 2013. And then in April of the next year, Amy Henning, you know, uh pretty much a creative lead from the Uncharted series, would join the team as the creative director. And this was a big thing, obviously, because it's around the time that Disney bought Star Wars. Uh, they made the deal with EA to make, you know, pretty much like EA's the sole publisher of these games. And this is before we realized, you know, how bad that would be. But, you know, there's a lot of hype around this. Like, okay, awesome, too. We got new owners. We got new publishers. We got, you know, this renowned, you know, creative mind behind it. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but immediately this would, uh, turn sour because around the time, this time, Risto Games was also working on another game called Battlefield Hardline. Yeah. And, and it was around this time they actually had to move Amy, uh, EA moved Amy Henning to that team because they were just struggling with shit. Yeah, they so poached you, her from Uncharted. Yep. They poached her from Uncharted for you know, Star Wars, but then they took from Star Wars to Battlefield because they they needed help with their single player. So after, yeah, so immediately they're like, they have no idea how to use her. But finally, you know, she finished her commitment to, you know, Battlefield Hardline. And then this is when the, the direction changed entirely from a pirate game to actually a linear heist game, which would make sense considering, you know, she came from Uncharted and that's basically Uncharted. Um, so yeah, changed from this open world pirate game to this, like, you know, more, uh, story heavy heist thing in the Star Wars universe. Um, and this actually really, uh, uh, cheered up the people at Visceral. They loved this decision. They thought it was going to be great. And then they renamed, uh, the game Ragtag. And so obviously, like I said, it sounds pretty similar to Uncharted, uh, ways that it would stand out from that series would be that the uh, players would be able to control multiple characters of the heist team and that they would be able to sabotage enemies in nonviolent ways. So, like, I guess, like, you could, like, use things like distractions, like, you know, move stormtroopers away from areas that you need to enter and stuff like that. So I guess, like, oh, you don't have to kill, you know, you, you can you have that whole, you know, line. Because I know that's a big thing, like, oh, all we do is kill in video games. Now here it's like, oh, no, use your wits to avoid conflict kind of deal. And in a yeah. heist, heist, that definitely makes sense because the less, you know, collateral, the better. Um, so, like I said, great. You know, that's it's a first it's a big first step, but a first step nonetheless. <laughs> but not that long after half of this team was then moved to developing DLC for Hardline. <laughs> what? Yep. And so around this time, around this time, again, like in 2014, the Ragtag team had about 30 people working on it. That is nothing. <laughs> that is absolutely nothing, especially for a game like, you know, that's supposed to be like this. Um, but there would be some restructuring that would that would going on that would help them add more developers, which would be very necessary because, you know, as tra- as is tradition, EA demanded a multiplayer for this game. 
Um, so like it was no, not looking great, but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like in shambles in 2016. Uh, the, the release, the release schedule was for May 2018. However, then now there would be two big things that would happen that would basically kill this game. Uh, first and <laughs> surprise, surprise, Jerry, uh, there would be an engine change. <laughs> yeah. Except this time, this is not so much the developer's fault. It would be the publisher because EA wanted the game to use the Frostbite 3 engine, okay. which is the game they use for like basically all their games. And I assume this is because to cut costs. Like basically, like we all use the same engine, so it's whatever. We don't have to develop new things, which I could understand. But also, you know, this is uh, going to be like a third-person action adventure. The Frostbite engine is designed specifically for first-person shooters, so it's just not going to, you know, be a seamless transition. I don't think they realized that, or and or they didn't care. Um, the second issue was that uh, they had to run everything through Luc- Lucasfilm, you know, obviously because like you know they are lending them this property. They have to approve it, right. which in their which in their defense, they were described as flexible and totally supportive. But it was just that the process of getting it approved, which is super slow, so progress was just at a snail's pace. <laughs> and and then and I like how my notes here. And eventually, you know, I tried to avoid this because you know I don't want to go in the whole like EA bad. In this case, they were being total fucking pricks though. Um, a big thing was that uh, EA executives were worried about the lack of quote-unquote core Star Wars themes, such as the Force and lightsabers. <laughs> Basically, how can this be a Star Wars game? There's no Force. No one uses a lightsaber. It's just these fucking like, old-ass geriatrics going like, oh, I mean, if they don't have that, the youngins ain't going to know what it is. <laughs> and not only that, they, they um, again, this isn't unheard of, but it was, it's combined a lot of things, is that they wanted the game to be a critical success, that makes sense, but they wanted this to be like a minimum score of 90 on Metacritic, which is asking Damn. a lot. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a high bar. I get it. There's nothing wrong with having expectations, but for a new IP, and they specifically said they wanted it to be just as critically acclaimed as Uncharted 4. Oh, but again, fuck. that's like, dude, that's the fourth game in the series. That's just, you can't compare the two. But yeah, not, and, then, sure. and then on top of that, make lots and lots of money. Basically, make the goat game, or else. <laughs> um, obviously, this demoralized uh, Visceral Games, and uh, I, like I, said, I went through various articles here through Wikipedia. Like I said, click click those links, man, and then it, it's it's all legit. Um, uh, Amy Henning was seen and described as extremely talented and smart, but she was just overstretched, and whether that be through like her own fault or um, you know executives stretching her out over all these places maybe a little bit of both probably mostly you know moving her all over the place um a big thing apparently was that naturally she did not have the same creative freedom that she did at naughty dog because she would just always have to talk to these guys and the always their big things were how much money is this going to make and combine yeah. that with the, yeah and combine that with the fact that after this after this or i should say during this time the first battlefront came out the new battlefront from ea even though it wasn't you know, really, I guess, received well. Guess mm. what? It sold a shit ton. Yeah, and, and it so made a lot of money. It made a lot of money, and naturally, they moved up. once again. They moved part of the ragtag team to work on the sequel, Battlefront Two, and and no more additional resources were allowed for the ragtag team as the costs were already too high. So <laughs> they just were never given a fa- fair shot. Um, but before the death, uh. 
I guess the death sound. I do remember at the E3 2016, there actually was like a little um, clip of Ragtag that played the game. I want to say it was like in a little desert planet or something. It looked really nice, but it was like not much to it, obviously. Um, and after that clip was shown, <laughs> again, this makes no sense. It, it, it gave EA hope, naturally. And so they assigned, they're like, oh, this is actually going to be good. So they assigned a different part of their company, EA Vancouver, to help develop it, right? Right. Then that changed into them. And then it changed from EA wanting EA Vancouver to take over the project in place of Visceral Games. All right. Um, obviously, you know, Visceral Games was were fucking pissed. Um, and then, you know, they kept showing, uh, based on like all these, uh, the footage they kept showing executives and stuff, the executives st- still kept claiming that it's too similar to Uncharted. And. On October 17th, 2017, they canceled Project Ragtag and closed down Visceral Games. That's and thus, another studio dies. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I remember during this time period, there was just studio, like EA was just killing studio after studio. Yep. And boy, oh boy, yeah, the Visceral one was rough. Um, but to add a little salt to the wound, EA Vancouver, you know, again, the people that EA wanted to take over the project would actually use the foundation of this game to try and create a, a world a open world multiplayer game naturally because you know why the fuck not um but it didn't work out as well and that was canceled in 2019 and that is where the story well for this specific game ends jerry but pretty recently actually there have been some new developments regarding right. a, a single player star wars game um and and it is related to you know so like naturally uh last couple of years a couple of years ago jedi fallen order came out it was a single-player Star Wars game, and it did fucking incredible. And I think that's super important because it showed EA, because they're idiots, that, you know, oh, I guess people still want to play single-player games, especially Star Wars games, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you just get it through their fucking thick skull. Um, uh, Just a couple of months ago, in April, uh, and this is straight from the source, Amy Henning would tweet that she was, she was uh, working with a new project with Skydance, Star Wars project and that they are currently hiring for uh you know developing and like writers and stuff. So it seems that she's back on working a, on a single player Star Wars game. Damn. Now is is it going to be specifically this game? Probably not. It was canceled, but I would not be surprised if they use a lot of those elements for this new game that they're developing. But again, it just happened. So like they're probably still like in the brainstorming section because that was like I said 3 months ago. But just the fact that, you know, again, like this this literally just happened. Uh, she might get a second chance and hopefully she actually gets her finish that chance <laughs> execute it yeah man that I, I remember hearing about this like a long time ago and just kind of being pissed that amy hennig left you know the uncharted uh you know series to go to a game that eventually just became nothing yeah i'm sorry she was pissed pissed too i don't know maybe she felt like she could do all that she could and wanted a, a new challenge well, I mean, she, from what I heard, like it was still going to be, um, you know, pirates, but she was going in a totally different direction. I feel like with Neil Druckmann, a lot of things just were ham fisted into the game, unfortunately. Like the whole brother thing. Yeah. Especially like the whole brother thing, how they kind of undid how they met Sully. Um, <sighs> that's a, I'm that's just, a yeah. Topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. It was, um, 
yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, and like I said, I know that was like a long one, but like I said, that was a lot more deeper. That was a lot more deep than I thought it was going to be. And just like, again, hearing that you, you would think like, okay, it was like one thing that went wrong. But in this case, it was just like, they never got a fucking fair shot. Like every time they were like made some progress, EA would go, no, we're sending half the your guys to like go work on something else. And then, like, you know, obviously that fucks shit up, but then they're going, like, well, why isn't this working? By the way, send more people over here. Like, no shit, it's not going to work. You're, like, you know, stretching them, like, thin. Yeah, I... And you're basically asking, and then then at the same time, you're going, like, by the way, critics better love this, and it better be the highest-selling game ever. I don't know if they said that specifically, but basically, like, make the go game, even with all the shit happening. And it seems like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of bitterness. I know one of the main uh either one of the main developers designers or like you know writers from visceral games i know every time ea does something or like oh remember when um did you hear about like when ea made their stupid tweet about like oh single player games yes i do remember that yeah okay so um one of the designers like i said one of the former so sadly lead designers from uh visceral games would just like immediately respond to that like uh the these uh, these guys literally fired us because we were making a single player game. So like there is plenty <laughs> of resentment, and honestly, like I said, after doing some fairly you know deep research, not even that deep, I totally get it. <laughs> you know, it was almost like they were sabotaging them on purpose just so they had a reason to cancel it. I'm not saying that's the re- that's what happened, but judging just by how many times they like fucked them over, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I just... I don't know, man. It's just so disappointing. It's incredibly disappointing. Like I said, especially when you got like a talented team, obviously with Visceral, even if like that space to wasn't the best, you know, they know how to make a game. They're talented. And then you got someone like Amy Henning who could like, maybe like funnel that in the right direction and then slap on, you know, the star Wars, you know, IP fucking print that money, you know, <laughs> but alas, yeah, that shit makes no sense. I, I don't see how they didn't think that would make money. <sighs> well, because it's not a multiplayer game, Jerry, and why would anyone just want to play video games alone and not buy spend money on microtransactions? <sighs> yeah. That is that is that is the world uh we live in. And uh yeah, man. So sorry, I went on another long one here, but God, like I said, I do I do one game like, oh, this would take a nice five minutes, and you just keep looking and digging, and you're just like, good lord, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it does make sense, because these are all games that we've seen, and I think, you know, we really would have loved to play, um, especially at the time. I mean, I was actually pretty psyched about that game. You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it, just to hear that Amy Hennig was attached to something, I think she's a great writer. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. I think that's, I mean, they promoted the hell of that. It's it's very rare, I feel, like, when they make, like, a big deal of, like, you know, the creative lead. Like, very few people have that, like, Hideo Kojima, for instance. That's someone who has, like, that kind of power. Yeah. I, I mean, even, even with Hideo Kojima, I'm not as excited as I think I was for, uh, you know, a lot of the things Amy Hennig's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. Though. Like, very few can claim that they, that could influence them. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna go like, "Ooh, the the creative lead from Bayonetta is doing this now." Like, no one's really. I mean, some will care, obviously, but it's not gonna make a big hoopla. Like, uh, oh, you yeah. know, a game they're uh, remastering. That's I don't understand why. Hmm. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. What? <laughs> yep. 
what the fuck? Really? Yep. Is there a market for that? Uh, I guess they thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard of it. I mean, I've heard like it's it's fine, like it's just you know dumb fun. But that I don't I don't even know what to respond to that. I, I'm not in like ooh, what a dumb decision, or like oh, what a great decision. Just I that's a choice. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a choice. Oh, that's funny. Um, oh, what about you? I, I I've gotten like. Already my big ones. You got a, another game that's you found pretty interesting that got canceled. Yeah. So one one uh <clears throat> yeah one one I guess on the last one really for me would be uh Dead Island two. Uh, we all know Dead Island. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of people felt like you know Dead Island kind of became dying light. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was going to be a dead because you know there's Dead Island and then Dead Island Riptide and then there was going to be a Dead Island two. That right. was set to uh, take place in um, Hollywood, and it was going to be complete with the Hollywood sign and everything. And uh, I feel like a lot of people were hyped for it. And, and, you know, one thing that De- the Dead Island series has done was come out with fucking amazing trailers. We all remember uh, Dead Island 1's trailer, and, and then we played the game. It was like totally not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was, yeah. I, I... <laughs> That that trailer looked like, oh my god, this is gonna be like emotionally like just traumatizing. And then yeah, you play the game like, oh, this is just kind of like mindless bashing of zombies. Fun, but you know, totally not what I was expecting. Yeah, like I said before, man, the um, this the book was better. I forgot there was a book. Yeah, the book was way way better. God. Um, yeah, yeah, I know it's kind of sad especially sad. With, with such a moving trailer and then the second one uh the trailer wasn't like emotional or anything but it's just a cool uh thing of a guy just kind of um he's just running through hollywood he's super done up looked like you know really rich guy mm-hmm. and slowly you know those perfections that he has are kind of uh coming loose you know like he has this these perfect uh, this perfect hair all of a sudden his hair starts falling out perfect nose all of a sudden the nose job is you know falling out just stuff like that um but so the trailer was shown on june 9th 2014 with a uh and it was going to be deep silver and uh jaeger which jaeger as we all know was uh designed um spec ops which we all know and love and it's a totally different um game than dead island 2 would have been um yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. I remember watching that trailer like <laughs> yesterday. Well, there was some gameplay and it just seemed very generic. It just seemed like a prettier version of uh, Dead Island with some, you know, some new paint put on it, I guess you could say. And one of their, uh, you know, claims was the game. You're, you're going to be able to play it forever. It was going to have these simple missions that kind of re um, revived or whatever and it. And that's not really exciting for me. You know, it's I was like, going to say, that's not a thing I'd brag about. <laughs> yeah, like you're not like that just means that it's lacking that uh, creativity. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean? so I, that was one of the things they bragged about. And then eventually, you know, kind of came to fruition or, or, you know, came to light that um, Jaeger was just too inexperienced. So Jaeger was let loose. And um, basically... I'm reading this correctly. It changed hands. Uh, THQ Nordic kind of uh, 
they fired Jaeger mm-hmm. and um and it became a sumo digital got their hands on it and then in 2019 THQ Nordic uh dropped sumo digital and gave it to Dam Busters uh studios um, it just kept changing hands. <laughs> yeah, it just kept changing hands, and there's a possible 2020, 2022 to 2023 release. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't believe when I see it. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, kind of sucks, especially with Dying Light. Dying Light was badass. Right. Um, compared say, to this. I was going to say, I feel like that pretty much took up its uh its place in the market. Yeah, for sure. Like, even if they did release it now, I, I don't think it would sell well. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I feel like, yeah, because of Dying Lights, like, you get some people who are like, oh, yeah, I remember playing the first one. But everyone else be like, no, I'll just stick with Dying Light. Yeah, I think I, I would definitely give uh, – I would just buy it just to buy it, to be honest. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Yeah, I guess I get it just so, you know, we have another game to play together. If yeah, it comes it, out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't God. Again, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it, it kind of sucks because these are all games that could have been so much more, you know. Yeah, I think like most of these, it's like aside from the taxi driver one, it's like, damn, I would have been interested to see like what they would have done with this. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a downer of an episode just because you're like, damn, what could have been? Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty interesting just to see how the commonalities between these games that. Eventually, you know, not uh, it's just you know they they don't they don't come to fruition because of product or uh, engine changes or yeah. they're bouncing from developer to developer. It just you know there there is one that was um I didn't write a whole lot on it. Well, I didn't write anything much on it because it just wasn't enough. But I thought it was kind of interesting. This is kind of one of the more uh, straightforward cancellations. Um, this was actually on uh, Doom Four. Really? Original, yeah. So like not the, so obviously there's Doom 2016. I guess that's technically the fourth one. Um, but it would have been like you know a sequel to the third one. Um, and based on screenshots on this, I kind of see what they meant. Um, one of the developers actually said this game was canceled because it felt too much like COD. It was very cinematic and it had like a lot more story than usual for a Doom game. And uh, based on like you know the stills they like tweeted out on like some of the characters, uh, yeah, it looks like it's straight out of a Call of Duty game. Um, so it's actually a mutual agreement between the developer ID and uh, their parent company Zenimax to just cancel it and totally start from scratch. I think that's one of those rare things where it's just like nothing dramatic, just more like I don't think this is the direction either of us want to go. So they just like cast it to the side and did something else. Well, I, mean, I guess at least they did that before they wasted, you know. I was going to uh, say, one of those rare things, like, before they went in too deep, nah, we're done. Yeah, I, I don't know. Especially with, you know, Doom 2016, like, pretty much how, like, everyone pretty much loves that game. Yeah, Doom 2016 is, I still haven't played Doom Eternal, but yeah, love I have, Doom 2016. Yeah, I've only played parts of Doom 2016, so I need to, I need to get on that. That's on my shame list. Hmm. Man, I actually don't even think I beat um, Doom 2016 yet. I still need to beat it. Really? Well, that's something more than to the list, Jerry, to the list of games we play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, another one I saw real quick. I don't have too many notes on it either, but um, I was doing this because it, uh, it just so happened to fall in with uh, the last game. We're going to talk about Duke Nukem. It was a <clears throat> excuse me. It was another 3D Realms game. 
uh, Prey 2. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so they they weren't, I guess, technically the developer, but they were, um, you know, going to publish it. Uh, I don't, again, there's a whole bunch of reasons why this was, you know, halted, but, well, actually, there were a bunch of reasons, but it was never really, like, fully officially stated why it it got canceled. Um, But it was, like, a few years where, like, it was stuck in developmental hell. Uh, But then it would just uh, completely be scrapped when they sold the Prey property to Bethesda and Bethesda would cancel it in 2014. And then this is where I, I, the game I heard of, cause you played it, Bethesda would eventually, um, let Arkane Studios develop kind of, I guess like a, a reboot of it in 2017, just called Prey. And it was great. <laughs> I, you, so you tell me, yeah, I, I've seen some stuff from it and it's like, that looks really fucking trippy. Dude, it's it's a it's a mind fuck, especially once you get all the way through it. You you don't know what you you won't know what way to go. <laughs> it, it sounds like it, and um, actually, Bethesda did like um kind of touch upon why like I guess Prey Two was never made. They said it's because the game just wasn't what they wanted it to be, and that the developers had no clear uh, path forward. And in 2018, some game footage was leaked. And it just shows that it's a very uh, action-heavy first-person shooter, very um, fitting of the time period of the early 2010s. So it's definitely on another level than this one. I, based on what I've seen you play and from the clips I've seen online, it's de- it's way different, yeah. <sighs> I guess whether you think it's good or bad, probably up to personal taste, I'd say. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that one that one's a little tough. Just I guess maybe like a, an alternate version of it. Maybe not necessarily a a better one because it didn't look awful. Maybe they just thought it was like too generic. My best guess. I felt like, oh, this is anything like too crazy. Could be wrong because again, that was only like a twenty second clip I saw. Okay, so it was just a okay. It was a little snippet. It wasn't like a, a ten minute gameplay or nothing like that. Damn, man. I, I mean, I'm I'm happy we got what we got because the game was really great. But right. Uh, and you and so. See, and I, I didn't even know there was a Prey before this one, so I, something I might have to check out. Yeah, I think I forgot when the first one released, but again, yeah, that was a 3D Realms game. Might uh, be closer to, like, System Shock, maybe. Maybe so. I wouldn't be surprised. That's another game we need to check out. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's like I said, I was actually doing research for the Duke Nukem, and then I just kind of stumbled upon this on the side, and I saw, like, here's another game... That came out like, oh, I heard of Prey, but I never heard of like, you know, I heard of the new one, but I didn't know like same thing as you. I didn't know it was like an old game. And then, yeah, I saw like, oh, it was uh, it was also in, in, they were also in charge of that game. Never came out. So I was like, ugh, like, they were getting double fucked. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, me either. Fun little thing. Small world, really. Yeah. And there's got to be so many more games that just. Oh, yeah. These were just some big ones you know uh ones that we that caught our attention there's actually one we didn't mention and it's quite the doozy but honestly i feel like that could be its own even though there's not a huge amount of info on it i think i can do some digging and find something you know what i think i know exactly which one you're talking about (laughs) should we kind of i kind of want to say for the next one should we just say it what it is though i mean it's no big secret (laughs) yeah just knock it out it's All right, so I, I I know yeah we talked about this before, and uh, I I want um because like as Jerry mentioned, 
he's very busy right now. He's a busy man. He's got a full time job. He's going to fucking um, what's it called? Fire training school. Yeah, yeah. Going to fucking fire training school tomorrow, and you're just going to regular school. He's very busy. It'd be very hard, nearly impossible, and also kind of <laughs> a dick thing to ask him. Hey, play a ten to fifteen hour game also, so we can take notes, so we can talk about it. Um, I mean, believe me, we want to do that. Obviously, we love talking about specific games, but until like you know his schedule clears up, these are kind of going to be the topics. Uh, we do like the broader, more like research, I guess, heavy ones instead of like you know dedicating to a game because you can just like log off of Google quickly to do something right instead of like which is way different than like oh fuck I gotta like invest so much active time you know into a game. Um, so with that out of the way. The next big thing we want to talk about in this realm, I guess a part two of this, but for one game, it's going to be PT Silent Hills. Oh, man. Yes. So what could have been? What could have been? That's a huge. This is probably the biggest what if in gaming history. And, uh, you know, I think before I would say, oh, you know, that's some, you know, recency bias and maybe a little, maybe a little. But also concerning the mark, this game, not even this game, this demo made on the whole industry, how basically for the next, like, almost decade, all these horror games, especially indie games, were just trying to emulate it. That's all it was. It was all these homages <laughs> to PT. Yeah, I think it definitely deserves its own episode, especially with, like, what little is known about what happened. It's mostly going to be speculation, I'm not going to lie, because, you know, neither party has talked uh, much about it by the parties. I mean, Konami and uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, but it. I think just what is little is left in that game, and also like not only that, but like it's unlisted. And even if you downloaded the game, if you uh, if you delete it, you lost it forever. It's gone. The reason behind that potentially, also like just why that is. I mean that's insane. If you if you have PT installed, you you own a, a, a probably an equivalent of like you know a digital relic. You know that's treasure. Very true. Yeah, just like don't don't ever delete it, don't ever lose your hard drive, man. <laughs> Keep that shit. Yeah, I lost it when uh, my original PS4 broke, unfortunately. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's that's sad. I still have it. So. And mm, it, man, I know. And to this day, like I said it, it. It's probably still, I think, the scariest thing I've ever played. R- really. I think it's if not, it's up there. I don't. Maybe there is something scarier I played, but as far as like at least making me, it's probably the most unsettling game. How about that game I played? Okay, so you need to check out this game called The Beast Inside. I just bought it and I do plan on playing it when I get time. PC. Yeah. All right, we'll check that out. But yeah, we I um at the very least maybe it'll be shorter than the ones we've been churning out. Uh, recently, I guess it'll be a little throwback to our earlier episodes, but I think we could do like a good hour on that because, again, just for the actual demo, even though like we could probably beat it in, like half an hour, probably quicker, there's a lot in there that's just insane. Um, obviously, you know, of what's come out from there with like people hacking it, all the rumors have come out between why this happened and stuff like that. Uh, I hope to go down a rabbit hole with this. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, this at least in this this next week I'm just like this is what I'm gonna do this is this is what I'm gonna dedicate my free time to but find no, out it, what happened 
it does deserve a rabbit hole. So I'm definitely. super super stoked for it. Yeah, it, so, it definitely deserves a a deeper looking into for sure. Yeah, now but then also means like fuck, I gotta play this thing again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could watch someone play it, but it's different for each player. That's the thing, though. Yeah, so, and I always wondered, like, hearing how people beat it, like, like you know, plugging in the little headphones and whispering like a name, like, how do you even know the name? Yeah. And, and then the, the, the text, the, the the text that that pops up at a certain point when you you know quote unquote crash is different. I've seen different things that pop up. The actor involved, the writer involved, a potential other fourth man that would have made this a fucking like uh, uh, you know Mount Rushmore, you know, things. It there's a lot here that's just like. Oh my god, I am so upset this didn't happen. I'm so fucking pissed. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Um, like even if they revived it, and I think they do plan on it, it's just it's just still gonna be like, it better be fucking like ten out of ten, bro. Because <laughs> if it's not, even if it's like a nine out of ten, which is gonna think like, oh, well, Kojima's game probably would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks, yeah. but that's it's it's legendary. I don't think I don't think that's a exaggeration at all this thing is just it, it took over the world for like a month you know maybe or maybe a week definitely for a week it took over the gaming world no i definitely i definitely agree with you to take over um and so i'm excited for that next episode uh do you oh, have yeah. anything else you know Matt, yeah no that that's about it like i said i wouldn't um i thought this was gonna be a quick one just because you know i thought like oh you know do a little list of like some games and then you know that's the end of it and then you know, like i said did just i thought like okay i'll do five minutes of research on some of these next thing you know i got like a page and a half of notes on one game like jesus christ this is not what i was expecting yeah yeah uh, uh same I, I mean, yeah i mean there's some i didn't even talk about at all i mean there's a that canceled uh daredevil game didn't even mention that but i didn't even have time i, I did have time to research it but <laughs> like i said with these other games like got time maybe another time oh yeah definitely a two-parter Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, too, let's like, go down that rabbit hole, PT. But no, that, that's about all I got for this, man. At least for now. Um, that's a cool. That's the that's the cool and sad thing about it, man. All the time, as long as games are getting made, there'll always be a game that gets canceled. Unfortunately, well, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes fortunately, but yeah. That, that's, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Yeah. And even Hello? if it's a shitty, you know, yeah, even if it's a shitty game, you know, you kind of feel bad, like, oh, thank God that's not going to get made, because also it's like, oh, shit, a lot of people lost jobs there. <laughs> yeah, and also the crunch and all that stuff. Just yeah. So like, you know, on one, like the gamer side of me was just like pure like consumer, the pure consumer of me is like, oh, thank God that that would have been awful. Then there's like the, the adult side of me was like, ah, oh, that sucks for them though. Like, I'm sure they're they're trying their best. <laughs> Yeah, it's better than we can do. For sure. hey, oh God, yeah. So we <laughs> we're just bitching about it on the podcast. <laughs> well, man, uh, that's all I have. Uh, love you, bro. It's been a long time. It's been great talking to you. We still need to see each other. Yeah, we gotta get together. Whether it just be to record or just to hang out. Yeah, it's 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 really been too long. We'll make it a point. We'll get better at that. Yeah, it's just so many. I was say- spinning. Um. Yeah. Whenever your schedule clears up, I'm I'm good. All I got is a job. <laughs> <laughs> I got a normal adult schedule. So you you've got a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Hopefully it should clear up here pretty soon. But uh, I love you, bro. And um, you know I, I appreciate uh everybody who's listening. Even a couple of people reached out uh to me um to see 
if everything was okay, I appreciate them and I appreciate that. Uh, and oh, that yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and but thank y'all for listening and y'all be safe and have a good rest of your day. Uh, yeah, like Jerry said, um, thank y'all, um, to anyone who listens, uh, always blows, as, as always, it always blows my mind that, uh, people listen to us talk, um, truly, truly are humbled by that. Um, thank you so much. And uh, as Jerry said too, I didn't know that. Yeah. Th- thank you for checking up, uh, in on him. That's very nice of y'all. Um, but yeah, um, love you, Jerry. Take care and be good, y'all. See ya. See ya.